Welcome to Teesside Vineyard Church. We hope you enjoy our lockdown podcast series. So church, as promised, it is my privilege to uh, welcome Mim and Ross tonight to uh, just answer all of the questions that we have been getting in over the last week. Um, Firstly, thank you. You have... um, given me a great mix of gentle questions which we're going to start with so um mim and ross you will be um happy to know that it starts easy um but <laughs> but the church have delivered some fairly big questions as well which is wonderful um because hopefully we can get a real sense of who you are before we meet you and um we can start praying into kind of um where you see um, the life of the church going and also kind of where you're at now and, and how you're feeling now in lockdown. Um, so, yeah, so should we start? Yeah, right. Please. So um, I imagine that you guys have had a lot of time to reflect um, and your kind of ending your season in London hasn't been what we all imagined it to be. Um And in our house, we have a wish jar uh, of the things that we miss and the things that we uh, would like to do when when lockdown is lifted and when uh, it's safer to kind of go out and do things. So first question is, have you guys started to think about what you might miss about living in London? Oh, definitely. I think we have missed going to museums and galleries we love mm. we love those as a couple we love a, like a sneaky day off where the kids are at school and we can go and walk down um along the river thames um just kind of do very londony things that even even when you live in london you don't tend to do yeah. on a weekly basis but we we love those yeah. kind of special times so yeah. that and obviously seeing lots of family and friends um that are here that's been yeah the hardest thing i think of this this lockdown period yeah that's... yeah i think so yeah yeah i, I think like w- with with london it's it's been that kind of you can go any part of london there's there's some history there and, yeah. and so it's just that sort of that culture and that history that we miss obviously the the kids have got a lot of culture to offer but it tends <laughs> to be mainly revolving around random children's tv and <laughs> Yeah, I've watched a lot of television, but unfortunately, it's been Finley's choice, so uh, I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you haven't got a wish jar, I suggest you start making one, and then when you know, when you have time, if you have, uh, you can just pop back and have sneaky days where you can meet your friends and walk down the Thames and things like that. So hopefully, hopefully, that is coming soon, and you'll be able to do goodbyes properly and i'm really sorry that um covid's kind of of ending the season we imagined it so we're definitely praying for you as a church Um, and we will continue to um so i i guess that you've kind of already answered a little bit of the next kind of question which is kind of what would your ideal day off be um and you've already mentioned what you guys like to do um, when you are carefree and can pretend that it's just the two of you in the world. Um, so do you want to maybe elaborate on ideal days off? You can maybe add the kids into the mix as well. Um, oh, yeah. 
they're allowed to be. Um, I think it's. I think we're pretty simple people, really. I think a barbecue in the garden, spending time with yes. friends. They're some of our kind of favourite times, yeah. really, just being yeah, with people definitely. and just having time to enjoy people's company. Simple and, pleasures. Yeah, we haven't had a garden for a while, so we're really looking forward to barbecues in, in the garden that yeah. hopefully we will have some point soon we have uh yeah we have good barbecues uh in in our community um so yeah so the church the church um they have a massive well i think they borrow it to be fair but we have had barbecues in the kind of grounds of the church and sharing that with the community which is great but um also back gardens and just randomly kind of texting out our community groups and saying do you want to come for barbecues so definitely can relate to that you're in you're coming to the right place great (laughs) Uh, so in terms of um holidays have you guys had a a favorite place to go as a family or as a couple or is there somewhere that you would love to be when the world opens up again (laughs) yeah so a, a place that we we do love going to is italy yeah, we, we obviously for a long time we, we've been um, running a small business and, and for quite a few years we just didn't take a holiday and the kids didn't really yeah. get to, to go anywhere, particularly far afield. And then we uh, we travelled with them to Italy and we just fell in love with it, didn't we? Mm. We just love the culture, love the food, love sort of staying in the mountains. And we, we've, um, a few times we've sort of driven across Europe in our car. Oh, wow. Um, we all squeeze in and um and travel and it's just been really, a drives. real adventure yeah. so yeah we love that kind of yeah. holiday but you, you really get to see parts of the country which you wouldn't do otherwise so yeah we we i, I say we enjoy driving through it i guess i do all the driving uh, but yeah i no, enjoy rush driving yeah i would definitely enjoy driving as well <laughs> <laughs> looking out the windows randomly falling yeah. asleep and ruining ruining the company <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so you guys have um, have just mentioned your business. Um, mm. Yeah. So, what what are the plans for your business when you come up north? Is that something that you're going to continue to do and run alongside um, your church positions, or how do you see that that working out? I think. Oh, hold hold on, coffee. hold on. Let's back up. What is your business? I know what your business is because I'm nosy, <laughs> but other people might not so firstly what is your business what's it called what do you do oh dear i hate saying what it's called because then i think people will look it up and they probably um, will yes a very self-conscious <laughs> person um so about 10 oh, maybe 11 years ago yeah, um that. when we first left london and moved down to devon i set up my own small business from home um can't remember what I started doing really I, I I've jewelry, always made a bit of jewelry some yeah. decorations and things and it sort of evolved into a lot of personalized prints which we design and frame at home um some cards but over the years we've sold all sorts of things um and I've sort of in the last I don't know four years shrunk the business back down um so yeah bits and bobs like that the business is called little pieces and I mostly sell on not on the high street the website which has been they think you know they've been very good to us over the years so yeah that's the business so the plan is that it will carry on great it's just kind of i've tried believe (laughs) i've tried 
quite a few times over the last few years to let go of the business. It's felt like my heart hasn't been in it for a while, but um, it has really felt that God has um he just sort of kept us connected to it really it's really mm. sustained us through different seasons it, it enabled us to move back to london and start to work with the church here um and it's just Fantastic. been yeah something something stable for us so i think it will really help us join this yeah. transition yeah. as well okay now this is one that i really want to know the answer to and <laughs> you two are both going to squirm um okay. what embarrassing habit <laughs> oh dear do i want to get not particularly <laughs> but i will um see i i feel like since i got married i've been molded into the perfect man in many ways so <laughs> do they exist probably not um no i mean i i tend to leave my dirty clothes all strewn around the house um i like which... things i like things tidy <laughs> I do. so yeah, it goes against all my instincts. But... Yes. Ross, do you have a chair? Yeah. Do I have yeah. a chair? No. Oh. We have many, many chairs around we, the house. We have chairs in yeah, the house. Yeah, obviously. But... No, no, no. Michael oh, what, has, my yeah, clothes? Michael has a chair. No, I don't, I'm not blessed with a chair, unfortunately, so I have to make do with the floor. Mim, don't, don't let <laughs> him have one. Um, many, many floors. <laughs> I had a habit. I would honestly, I'd, I'd keep buying chairs. So it kind of touches on a point, but we've had to gradually get rid of some because I would find like an old chair somewhere in the street sometimes. <laughs> and I'd send Ross to go and get the like, street chair. Yeah. And I'd be convinced I was going to bring it back to yes. life. And then, yeah. yeah so we've ended up bringing really weird things into the house with like bugs and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I, did, I have regretted some of the decisions along yeah. the way. So, yeah. so is, that, is that your embarrassing <laughs> habit, Mick? It should be. Yes, I'm going to say You can say that because what you were going to say is not worse, I'm sure. No, I've got a worse one, to be fair. Okay, what's that? Like, so if I happen, not this isn't, you know, friends, I wouldn't do it to friends or to extended family, but say somebody in my household may have a, <laughs> a scab or like a spot or something, like, I, I really want to squeeze it. And, they, and so I kind of pester them and then they, they either eventually cave or they just run away from me. So, yeah, I... I like wow. to pick other people's yeah you are disgusting. i think i think that that is that's one that people will actually be able to relate to i don't think that's that Good. weird i'm not i, I can you think of, you should be i can think of, I, can, I think of a few people that i know who that would be their embarrassing habit too so i thought you were going to say people that would benefit from that <laughs> service oh <laughs> <laughs> No, I would never say that. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I'm lost now because I was laughing. Um, oh, okay, let's go into. Um, so, did Ross? Sorry, I'm picking. I'm picking mm. on you. It's okay. No. So, do you want to tell me just a little bit about your family and did you grow up as a like in a Christian household or? Um, yeah mm. how, how how did how okay. did you become a christian oh wow that, okay. that, that so wasn't the question I, but it kind of i've just extended it to that the question grow family okay so you're kind of freestyling yeah. here sorry sorry church <laughs> yeah okay uh, no no that's, that's cool um yeah so so part and part really so i'll say there are christian influences 
within the family. Uh, but my parents weren't committed church going people. Um, I mean, in, in the past state, they haven't been particularly open about their beliefs. I think there's, there's stuff going on there and, and we could have conversations about it, but I wouldn't say it was necessarily a Christian family. I didn't necessarily sort of grow up with Christian influences sort of forced upon me or mm-hmm. anything. Um, but I did have experience growing up in Church of England off and on when I chose to go. Um, and it was actually through my sister that I that I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, she decided to carry on going to church. And, um, yeah, she introduced me to the Holy Spirit. And, and that was kind of... Um, and, and for me, I guess it was, it was that introduction to the Holy Spirit and, and actually having a real sense of God's presence. It wasn't just a, a theory. It wasn't just Bible stories. But it was actually... Um, you know, like God is wanting to impact in in my life in a really personal yeah. way, and for me, that was that was kind of the the turning point. Oh, that's beautiful! <clears throat> wow. Thank you. And what what about yourself, Mim? Same question. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I I grew up in a Christian family. Um, at a young age, we were part of a Church of England church, and then my parents joined a Baptist church, which they're still part of now. I, I hate to think how many years later. Um, and, uh, yeah, so grew up. Grew up um, I guess I, ne- I don't remember a point when I didn't really believe in God, um, having sort of grown up in that uh, Baptist environment, you know, Bible stories and doing your kind of daily Bible notes was all very much a part of an expectation, yeah. I think, growing up. Um, but it wasn't until I was a teenager that I would say that it really became personal and that I was really kind of impacted and felt like I had to make a choice. Um, and that was really through my youth group um, uh, that was um, at a friend's church. I started to go to her youth group and they had some kind of youth services and, and it was just, yeah, it was just a time for me. And, you know, as a teenager, I started to go off to Christian camp to the Keswick Convention where I, I met you as a teenager. Yeah. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was those experiences really that just kind of, I, I developed my own faith and um, sort of separately from my, from my family. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of strikes me about um, both of you in the way that you see. You've had the opportunity to kind of understand, like, I suppose the religious part of the faith, but the Holy Spirit and Jesus mm. is kind of, welcomed you in hasn't he and just kind of brought you yeah. close and 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 made it personal made it a faith and and made it just feel like it's it's about you it's not about your family um, which is really lovely to hear mm. and that's something yeah that's something that um yeah I can totally identify with and something that I'm I know a lot of people kind of hope for their fam, like for their children as well so it's mm. amazing that you guys have lived that out um so I, I guess how did your paths cross how did how did you guys meet married is it 16 years you've been married yes. so how, yeah. how long have you guys we met we met we met very very young yeah obviously <laughs> very young <laughs> no as we did yeah so um i just finished my a levels and went off on a gap year um to sunny coventry <laughs> um to uh it was a christian music course called nexus um and ross ross was there we were both vocalists so on the sort of uh, singing course and it was Mm -hmm. sort of a mixture of bible study and music musical training i guess um and it took us a whole two two weeks two weeks, two and a half (laughs) weeks until we were 
boyfriend and girlfriend and uh, there, I was yeah and the rest is <laughs> history <laughs> and we got married what was it 2001 no. Uh, no, I was twenty. I was twenty. Married in two thousand and four. I knew we'd get some kind of date. Well, you got the date. <laughs> it was me this on. time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, to to be fair, when I first <sighs> asked this question, Ross, it was the other way round. You mm. got the date wrong that time. So you know, it's just like it's like you take it in turns. Just like any any good <laughs> marriage. I, I think. <laughs> yes, but that one wasn't recorded, <laughs> so I can pretend that didn't. Okay. Happen. Yeah. Let's. Let, you can edit that bit out. <laughs> Yeah, I will. Um, oh, well, I've yeah, I've I've heard of the the music college, um, but I I didn't realise that um, that's how you guys met. So that's that's lovely, and I guess mm, it's yeah. kind of that shared passion, isn't it? Um, and that's connected you and kind of given you a foundation. Um, do you have any other kind of um, shared passions or hobbies or interests? Oh we like to do together um well we we do like to travel i mean that's been yeah. only been in the last sort of few years um and then <laughs> lockdown happened just as we were kind of starting to get into a groove with travel we had big plans for this oh, year oh i yeah. remember so, yeah got, got a big, yeah. big birthday coming up so are you 21 no ideas that's right <laughs> yeah, 21 yeah. This year. yeah so I was going to get the keys to the house and everything as well, which I was looking forward to. <laughs> oh, that is such a shame. Travel, I... travel is definitely a great hobby. To have, um, not this is not yeah. the season for I, it. I feel like... <laughs> no, not so much. No. no, I think that you're quite good, aren't you, Ross? At um, joining in my hobbies, in that yes. I, Ross is quite happy to be taken around an art gallery or to somewhere kind of creative or an exhibition, and and um, happy to let me kind of talk to you about different things or... oh, yeah but I, I, I enjoy the history and i enjoy yeah. the stories i think that's what it is yeah yeah so your mim's very creative and she's um she studied interior design as well so she's got a real passion for that haven't you yeah um uh, i guess for for me it's I, I am interested in theology it's not just a a um occupational thing uh but i, I do genuinely love theology um, and I used to be into comic books a lot growing up, so um, I'm actually really appreciating the Marvel films that have been coming out uh, recently. You enjoy so. that with Eli, don't you? Yes, that's, that's yeah. become their thing. They they sit and watch all the yeah all the films. Oh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can totally get behind that. Okay, so <laughs> I've got some other kind of um, get to know you questions, if that's okay. If we can still, yeah. but um, so the mm -hmm. one that I am drawn to that I going to be a really um helpful question to ask you is what's your favorite meals and the reason why this is going to be useful is because as a church we uh, people house or having you know operations or babies or you know whatever it is so yeah. i think it's a really great question for us to know the answers to so feel free to give us a couple <laughs> what is your favorite <laughs> meal <laughs> I would, I would say, I would say Christmas, Christmas dinner, but then I don't expect anyone to drop off no. Christmas dinner at our house. That would be. <laughs> that would be or another one is um, this this uh, random meal that Ross always puts together when we're on holiday, and we're sort of usually describe the meal. Then. Oh, it's hard the to meal. describe the meal. So, I'd say there'd be like a bit of gnocchi, like some sort of pasta. Yeah. There might be some salads, some mozzarella and tomato. Like what else would you do? A bit of some different salads. Yeah. 
basically we'll just go to to a kind of foreign supermarket oh. and find lots of local bits and bobs. Yeah. I'd say that's my favourite. Just throwing stuff together. Throwing stuff together. It's always really yeah. random. We we call that picnic yeah. tea in our house. Ah, oh, picnic tea. That's a good picnic name. Picnic tea. Yeah, yeah. So we love picnic <laughs> tea. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ross? Um, you can't beat a good steak. Oh state. yes. But again, I'm not expecting people to <laughs> drop. Actually, no, I am. You can chop off a nice fillet steak with um, a bottle of red wine, some mushrooms and chips. Well, do you know what? If they don't drop it off, maybe that can be our, you know, come and visit somebody's house for tea. You know, these are are all good things. Food is is definitely something that we do well in our church. So, you know, there's lots of great cooks. So, um. We are not we are not fussy about food, although we do have a vegetarian child. So yeah. that is a that's a new And Olive's really fussy. Okay, well as adults we are fussy. <laughs> We're not fussy. And neither is he. Yeah. yeah. that's true. Oh bless. Is it hard having a vegetarian child everybody else? Or do you what how do you cater for that? That's not a question, by the way. I'm just being nosy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's fine. It's it can it can be a little bit tricky. Um, it's not we, as bad as we thought it would be. No, we tend to cook with corn more than we would do normally, so quite often we'll substitute um, corn in instead. Um, we should eat less meat anyway. So, and she likes to remind us of that. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> she's, she's a militant. Oh, I love it. Yeah, there's a guilt every meal time. You mean so she's an evangelical vegetarian? She's just yes. She's yes, just refining yes. her skills. That's all it is. She's, she's <laughs> going to be a leader when she goes up. You know, let's let's find the positives <laughs> that that as parents we yeah. need to hold yeah. on to when our children are willful. <laughs> yeah. No, she sticks to her guns, which is which is good. Yeah. She's true to that. Oh, that's that's yeah. wonderful. Okay, so these next few kind of getting to know you questions are around, I suppose, what you may have been doing in lockdown, but um, you might not have actually had chance given that you're finishing a job, packing up a house and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the first <laughs> question is, do you guys have a favourite TV series or what box set have you been recently watching? okay so i've been working actually with eli i've been working our way through the mandalorian Ah. on uh, disney plus which has been really really good i've been really impressed with it so that's that's my tip for for yeah mike and finn have been enjoying it too i I have a feeling that michael's more passionate about it than finn is but you know (laughs) 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 and what, what about you mim or yeah. um, recently, um, again, it's been a lot more family watching rather than sort of getting to watch anything, any of my programs on my mm. own kind of thing. Um, we've enjoyed Race Across the World, which is, I think that's BBC oh. Summer 2, maybe. Yeah, I think BBC People that are in sort of pairs and they have to try and get across the world without using aeroplanes. And it's just quite nice. You get, it's a bit like travelling. Yeah, it's a bit like travelling. They have a set amount of money and... They have to race, and that, so that's quite fun. The kids are enjoying that. We like a we like a Louis Theroux documentary, don't we? Yeah. We quite like that kind of thing together. Um, and we've just started. What's it called? 
the world yeah the world according to jeff goldblum which again is another disney plus thing which is which is new for us and that is quite fun as well he's he's a quirky quirky guy and uh it's quite yeah that's quite good but you can't beat gilmore girls as a comfort my comfort tv all great recommendations guys um and so I imagine, especially you, Ross, given that you've already spoken about kind of your actual genuine interest in theology, um, that you guys have also yeah. either been listening to audiobooks or reading books as well. Um, so the question yeah. I have been given is uh, both about books. So what books, Christian and non-Christian, have you enjoyed recently? And do you have a favourite Christian author who has been influ- like influential in your life? Mm. Um, so in, in terms of Christian authors that have been influential in my life, I, I'd probably yeah. say Tim Keller. He's always very insightful, very, very helpful. Um, N.T. Wright, from a more sort of academic side of things, and uh, like a bit of Bill Johnson as well. Um, just to kind of give a, another sort of slant on it. Um, the book I've been reading recently is a book called uh, some, it's called Miracles, uh, and it's about miracles by someone called Craig Keener. Um, two volumes. It's, it's kind of like a more heavy going. Ross likes really, really big word <laughs> books, but, and they, like, he likes to leave them all over the house. <laughs> I can't read them. I just like to. Kind yeah, of absolutely. Coffee, yeah. coffee book tables, Ross. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those books where the, the, the footnotes take up most of the page, and the, that's your bit that you're meant to read. Is kind of like a few sentences. You can get through them very quickly that way. Oh. Well, I've just made a note of those, so I will go and check them out and have a look. Um, okay. That's actually one of the things that I really like about both of you, that um, the, the very few conversations I've had, you've always been able to kind of um, direct me to a book or a podcast or um, or a person to check out. And, and so it's obvious that you guys very much live out kind of your faith and are constantly kind of searching and hungry for it, which is really encouraging. Um, so, Mim, same question for you. What have what have you been reading recently? And um, also, if you've got a Christian author that's been a favourite or an influence. Um, so, I'm currently reading um, "God Has a Name," and that's another John Mark Comer book. Um, we recently did. What's the other one called? Of his that we've just read. Uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So that was really good. So I started another one. Um, and this, yeah, it's great. It's really looking at um, more in depth at, at God's character. Um, so I'm, yeah, really enjoying that. Um, I tend to have about four or five on the go at once. And so that is the kind of one I'm mostly focusing on. Another one is um, a book called Made Like Martha, which I'd always related to Martha rather than Mary in the Bible. And I found, I found a... Um, a really good book on that and that's uh katie m reed um i hadn't heard of her before but i'm enjoying that and in terms of authors i would say i, I really yeah. like pete scazzaro and the sort of emotionally healthy christian um i really like him and a guy called john tyson who runs a church in new york and we we heard him speak at a vineyard leaders conference maybe 
three years ago and he was just amazing he's yeah. brilliant so i love his podcasts and um yeah his books are great as thank well. you um and you will be very sad to know oh no i was going to say it's the last one in the getting to know you section but it's not um what no, podcasts no. have you guys been enjoying and do you listen to podcasts we do yeah. what podcasts. what ones yeah. have you been yeah. enjoying recently um I feel like it's mostly the same names that I've just mentioned. So um, Pete Scazzaro, he does Emotionally Healthy Leader. So um, that's really good, really good tips. A lot of kind of mistakes and things that he he sort of talks about that he's made over his vast experience mm -hmm. as a church leader. Um, and it's just really helpful as you're kind of, you know, beginning in, in new roles to be kind of learning from someone who is he's experienced and um, so i love him i love to listen to bethel again church of the city new york which is john tyson um my, i tend to listen to mostly christian ones I, I get occasionally some interior design podcasts or um i've just um subscribed to a louis theroux one which he's doing during lockdown so i'm hoping that i'll get a moment to listen to that at some point mm. um yeah i, I listen to uh, much of the same stuff, actually. Uh, Church of City, Gospel in Life, which the Tim Keller um, one, and I, I actually just discovered recently Quiz NT Right, which I really, really enjoyed, um, and that's through Premier Radio and, yeah, and Match <laughs> the Day recently as well, which has been really good because they've been doing sort of like top ten, top ten goals, top ten. Um, foreign players in the Premier League I don't listen to that one no that's just me but it's actually <laughs> oh, really good fantastic really I'm actually gonna uh, make sure that my godson uh, knows about that podcast because he is football mad and um, so he would wow. if he's if he's not aware of it he will love that so thank you for my brownie points um, and yeah, then the last no question no in the getting to know you section is what is your biggest pet hate <laughs> I've got a weird one but I'd say those that know me really well will, will know that I passionately hate <laughs> leaf blowers <laughs> I, don't, I just I don't know when this started I think one day I just saw someone blowing some leaves pointlessly across the street and um, it just made me really cross but, uh, but I had a really good time like, I really backed up my feelings like a few months ago as I was walking down the street and this guy just was in the, he was outside his shop blowing the leaves along um, pointlessly and then a big gust of wind just blew them all back and it just made me really happy. You're so mean. <laughs> I know, but it just meant, well, it was a silly decision. <laughs> just brushed them up. I, although I, I did think at one point I invented a leaf, like a leaf hoover. I, yeah. I thought, oh, that makes yeah. more sense. You hoover them up into, you know, have a bag on the back. But it turned out it already existed. So it was, not, it was not my Dragon's Den invention. <laughs> not that you'd have known how to invent it no no, <laughs> no more of a concept. over to you um i i'm a very tolerant <laughs> person so i i would i don't like evil so that you could say that's a pet hate um i don't know bad manners maybe bad manners you don't like it when our kids eat with their mouths no, open. That really yeah, you. Does yeah. Much, yeah yeah that's I've had to swap seats with Michael because it upsets him so much when Finley talks with his mouth. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, bad manners. I feel like you've you've polished your ha your halo a little bit there, Ross, when you've said that you don't you don't like evil. 
I, 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 I didn't, I, I, ne- I know that you wouldn't, <laughs> but to say well. that that's your pet hate, I'm kind of like, man, you've just <laughs> halo a little bit more. <clears throat> yeah, I, I get, I guess I, I'm feeling like I need to impress people, maybe, um, you know, make a good impression, so. You're I'm trying too hard. No, you, I, can, I, I feel like you're just being genuine <laughs> in you. So that's lovely. Um, okay. So a little bit more serious, you know, I'm just, you know, easing you in gently. So, um, so a couple of people, okay. and obviously this is something that uh, we've been praying for in terms of accommodation and um, wh- where you, where you fit as a family. Um, we, um, we obviously mm. have spoken to you a little bit more because obviously Mim and I have got a little bit of a connection our childhoods um so i know that you have been kind of really praying into what go to school and and you're Mm -hmm. kind of your primary concern here when you when you move up um but uh, a couple of questions have come through and one is are you looking to move into thornaby or is it the surrounding areas uh, and then another one kind of following up is, or have you have you got a specific kind of place in mind? Um, and so what I have added to those two questions is, can you please just talk me through, us through, um, kind of your process um, of, of how you've started to look for houses remotely from London, especially in lockdown, and kind of how you've been, I suppose, um, yeah, how how you've been approaching it with with no doubt with God, um, and you're where you're at mm. right now. So um, yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been easy up to this point in terms of choosing where to be or sort of the whole process really. Um, as uh, as lockdown began, we sort of put our house on the market, and it and um, so far we haven't really we have well, we haven't had any interest at this point in terms of somebody to buy the house um sort of early on we were sort of looking online and and at different areas and um, schools that had places for the children um and it's just yeah it is still unfortunately a little bit up in the air at this stage um i've i've been in touch with the council so i know where there are places um for the girls in both years and at the moment that seems to be in their sort of Eagles Cliff area. Um, Olive is in year two, Thea's in year five, and we have Eli in year six. Um, and and it is, oh, year seven. <laughs> and it is, sorry, and it is a challenge trying to find places, school places for them um, all. Um, so yeah, it would be really would appreciate people's sort of prayers for that. Um, and in terms of direction, we're currently, well, we're looking at different options really. Um, we, we have been exploring renting out our house and um, looking at what is available to rent up there. Um, and I guess probably the current situation has influenced that um, in that there aren't loads of houses um, available at this point. So we mm-hmm. are kind of limited with choice and that might change over the next few weeks. Um, we were we were hoping that things would come together um, sort of quickly, um, but there mm-hmm. are definitely a few, few hurdles in the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we really appreciate prayer. Um, yeah. for breakthrough in that um we'd love we'd absolutely love um sort of this week to to have um have a time frame to be able to move forward because yeah um, yeah our heart is there and it is um yeah it, it's it's sort of 
been tricky, hasn't it? Yeah. I imagine I that. I imagine that it, it is it is really difficult difficult for you guys because I mean we, we got your welcome email which was which was and we can we can see your enthusiasm and next to be with us and um and and as as difficult as it is for you because you're you're physically in London, actually mm. I suppose the, the added advantage is that we're all kind of isolated for one another yeah. at the moment. So you know it if you had to be away from us at this time, it's probably weirdly the best kind of situation. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really excited about you coming up. And I know that, I know that we're praying for you and we'll Thank um, you. Can I just ask in terms of schools, um, yeah. you've, you've meant um, that you've got places for the girls. The, the places no, we, for well, the, we, haven't, we haven't got well, places yet. Sorry, but, no, yeah. no, but you've, you've identified them. Do, does yeah. that mean that um, has it has it worked out smoothly? Um, is Eli's school um, going to be near the like? Is there a place for for a senior school next to the primary? School? Is that working out well, or or is it okay that, um, the second or difficult? How how can we pray mm-hmm. into it a little bit? Yeah, I think I think secondary place is actually going to be more difficult than the girls. Yeah. There seem to be places in primary schools, um, but for secondary, there are um, very few schools that have spaces. Okay. Um, so we, we, we're we sort of looking into that, really. I think it may be a case of Eli being on waiting lists for a while. Um, but until we have an actual address, we can't really progress with any of the schools. Okay. Um, as, soon as, we, as soon as we get that, everything, everything else will start to hopefully fall into place and and um, we'll be able to work through so yeah it's just it's just getting that getting that address and then <laughs> then we can get the ball rolling okay well we'll definitely be praying for you and we'll just be praying that god will provide the right school places for your children thanks because it's obviously it's a family it's a it's a family um adventure that is mm. is taking yeah. place here it's like you you two yes you will be leading our church but you know your children have obviously said yes to this too um, yeah. And and I I don't think we can forget or take for granted kind of the cost to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're very much going to be part of our church family, um, and probably will teach us lots of things along the way as well, which I'm excited about. And I'm excited about the um, the influence that they're going to have on on our children as well. So um, yeah, I'm really grateful for them. I'm grateful for them saying yes to to you guys when you felt god calling you to this um so i digress i'm sorry um (laughs) so i guess a kind of um i spoke earlier about um the fact that you you know you you couldn't shy out of questions and you both have to answer equally and joked about you know the fact that that we are you know you are both our leaders you are both our senior pastors um and so the questions i have for you um are uh, it's really interesting you'll you'll one of one of the questions was are you planning to split the role between you and if so how um and then the same person asked do you know what each of you come out as on the myers briggs you know the um the personality oh, yeah. test so so i'm gonna kind of ad lib this ross and just say <laughs> you know are you how are you guys um, planning to split the role? If so, 
how are you and um you two kind of um are you are you very similar in kind of personalities and giftings or is this something that perhaps you complement one another in um i i think to, we, we are used to working together uh first of all we we worked on the business for how many years did we work together on the business quite, six yeah so yeah so yeah quite a while and and obviously we're working together we have been working together at highway as well um so we we've kind of got used to sort of working around each other and and complementing each other's strengths um and and covering each other's weaknesses as it were um so we we do have our own areas that we tend to lean towards obviously we both met a worship um college um but miriam is is kind of moving more into sustaining that worship and and for me the sort of the teaching and preaching is something which i've, I've really felt god calling me more towards and that's mm -hmm. kind of um complemented by my interest in theology obviously um so on on the on the face of it though those two areas will be areas that you'll probably see us drawn towards um but there, there'll probably be a lot of sort of the administrative things a again that kind of breaks up and some of the more functional things I might be um, taking on and, and Miriam, again, <laughs> the more creative side of things. And then pastorally, you know, we were used to working as a team as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great to hear. Um, and I guess then that leads me to um, two people have asked um, quite similar questions. Um, one family wanted to know what your spirit, what spirit, god has given you um mm -hmm. whether he's given you them kind of in or maybe as a couple uh, i know that you do um from the fact that you do uh, pass together i think yeah. that you you guys also kind of look at help support marriages and things together as well um mm -hmm. so what what would you say mim your giftings are from god your spiritual giftings are uh first of all i'd say we, we, we've i guess we've had more time to explore this and look into this over the last few years and and I've, i guess i've had access to things like spiritual gift surveys and things that i would kind of really recommend as a way of for me when i when i kind of took them it, it was more a confirmation really not kind of you're suddenly told something on your screen and, and you just run with it but I think confirming yeah. you feel like God has already kind of placed in you mm -hmm. and, and I think one of the early spiritual gifts that that people would bring up for me was um, encouragement or exhortation um, of others and, and I kind of as a teenager you know I kind of want something sort of to me it didn't seem shiny enough of somebody else <laughs> kind of leading and, and preaching and, and sort of was was seemed more confident and for me kind of listening I, I didn't really maybe I didn't value it as, as much as I should so I think that that is something that really God has been confirming for me sort of um, shepherding and guiding people um, listening and um, I guess I guess leadership is something that has has really mm. grown um, yeah. as I've grown more confident in who God has made me as an individual and stopped trying to be you know somebody else or have somebody else's gift yeah mm. um yeah I, I guess for, for me it's the teaching side of things um again it's something which i'm very passionate about as well 
um, the the prophetic, um, I, I, I think is something. I, I think it must must be something which runs in the family as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, just I love the prophetic, um, and then and then sort of shepherding and and the pastoral side of things. Wow. That leads me perfectly, Ross, into the next mm. question, which is um, how will you encourage the use of gifts of the spirit in our church? Um, so, I mean, we want to have an environment where it's pe- people feel OK to make mistakes. I think it's really important to have a relaxed atmosphere where if someone says something or, or try something out and doesn't quite work out they're not going to get beaten around the heads they're, they're not going to um feel like they haven't got a place anymore I, I think church needs to be a safe space where people yeah. uh, feel accepted they feel loved and we're all trying to to grow in the giftings that god has given us so we want to um have spaces for people to explore the giftings that god has given them um so I, I think that's really important for that moving forward. On top of that, we we are um, already thinking about how we can um, pursue further teaching on individual gifts, particularly on hearing God's voice and the prophetic as well. Yes. Um, and whether, if that's something which we, we might be able to, depending on how long this COVID thing lasts, depending on how long we're stuck in London for, um, it might be something which we pursue doing online. Um, but ideally, we'd like to do it in person. Um yeah physically would be nice yeah yeah absolutely that would be um but that's really exciting to hear and I know that that's um we've got some really amazing people in our church um and that really aligns with their giftings and kind of so um, right so hopefully they'll be listening to this and be rejoicing and kind of praying into that and standing with you in that so (laughs) exciting right yeah. We've also we've also received um, which which we will share um, as soon as we can some some really encouraging prophetic words about prophecy and the gifts of the spirit and and how um, you know God intends for them to grow um, out of Teesside Vineyard. So we're really really yeah. excited. Yeah. Amen. That's exciting. I look forward to hearing it. Um, so th- the next question that I have is is really big. Um, and so I don't I think I'm going to follow up with with the second question straight off the bat, because okay. the first question is, what is your vision for Teesside Vineyard? For me, that's quite a big question. So if you yeah. need to, <laughs> you can answer the second question, which is what will your priorities be in the first year? OK. So I think just hearing and sort of looking into your current vision um which i think elijah was even touching on uh, maybe last yeah, week just about um building our church reaching our community and looking to impact the world and we and we love that um and that really seems to fit in well with what we've kind of been praying into and exploring and working through over the last few, few months um i think that that we really want church to be authentic to be real to be compassionate um and to you know be a community of believers that are you know trying to follow jesus together and pursue god's presence um 
we want to be more like Jesus. We want to extend his kingdom further. Um, we want to impact our local community and to serve where we can. And I think as pastors, we really want to be, um, yeah, it's really, especially, you know, for us, it's really important to be training and equipping disciples, to be growing together, to be developing new leaders. And, you know, if people have got vision and passion that God has put on their heart to be able to help them um, to see that come to fruition, to be, to be growing. Um, and we really want to be, as a church, learning to live more generously, um, you know, in as many ways as we can. Yeah. And I, and I think like that's, that's kind of like an overarching sense of what we feel God's calling us into and, and what our hearts are for for the church but i think it's also how do we make that an everyday reality how do we sort of take those principles take those ideas and and that vision and and make it something which is tangible and i think though all of those things come from sort of challenging ourselves challenging each other as a community how do we become more like jesus Mm. how do we extend his kingdom how do we challenge ourselves to be more generous and i think um some of these things will be ways of personal growth Mm -hmm. that we have to look inwardly about we need to um look to to really challenge ourselves and really stretch ourselves and some of it will be corporate where we're we're looking at how we appear as a church how do people perceive us um what impact are we making community are people um we might feel like we're being generous are we being perceived as being generous are the are the needs of the community being met by what we're giving out or are we just sort of giving out to make ourselves feel better so i think all all of that vision has to come alongside challenge as mm-hmm. well uh, otherwise it's just words otherwise it's just good intentions yeah. but I, I i think with all the best intentions of the world um we we need to be impacting the community around us as well we need to be making a difference um to to the world around us because uh, ultimately we're trying to bring people to to christ obviously we're trying to grow as individuals we're trying to grow in our journey but also we're, we're trying to bring people to salvation and, and people to know jesus personally yes i think that's um yeah i think that's a beautiful vision and i think that's one that's really honoring to uh joe and elijah and the the roots of the church but also kind of pushing us on mm-hmm. and, and again just i think that shows wisdom and insight and sensitivity so thank you thank you for for praying into that and for um for wanting to 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 grow us as a church that's really exciting um so um it while you were talking i just realized that this question is probably a really good one to go next which is please put these in order of importance in your role as senior pastor pastors and explain your reason why so that you might need a pen and a paper for this um so yeah so the areas are worship community outreach teaching on sundays or otherwise pastoral care kids and youth prayer meetings supporting your church teams churches together Um, and what she means by that is day trips barbecues growing as a family growing as a as a congregation do do we have a countdown no No, you don't (laughs) (laughs) i I wish if i could have the countdown soundtrack i would have 
okay. <laughs> sadly. And I'm not going to sing it for you because I'm not gifted. <laughs> um, so I'm going to slightly cheat. Yeah. I mean, I would say worship first, but I don't mean that in a sense of I'm biased to music or to the worship team or anything like that. What I mean by worship, I would say, is putting God at the centre Um pursuing his presence and and putting yeah spending time with him and focusing on him first um above all so i would put that at the top and then i think for me i I would say i don't know what ross would say but i would say that the the other areas are really of equal importance and and really hard to prioritize um i'd say that there will be individuals in the church um and again between me and ross it will be different and we will have a different passion and a different God-given passion for each of these areas, there'll be somebody who is just called to kids and youth uh, and they see God's heart for young people and it is their top priority. And that is, you know, that is right. And others that are just called to pray, they're called to intercede. And and that is, that is put on them for a reason. So I'd say that our job as senior pastors is to, is to spot that, to encourage people in their, their vision and their passion that God Mm. has put on their heart and to help them to grow in that and help them to, um, to bring what, yeah, what God is, what God has spoken to them about that. Um, so yeah, I think for us, it's to encourage, encourage people, give people opportunity to step out, um, to allow people to fail and to make mistakes and to, to pick up and, and carry on. Um, I think that, yeah, it's all of it is, is really important and it, we just want to invest in people yeah. and invest in, in vision we, we care about all those areas i would definitely say there's nothing that is at the bottom even you know day trips and barbecues because we you know we're, we're to be family we're community we need to grow and have fun together as much mm. as we should be praying together so yeah yeah it's... And, and i think those church get-togethers are our opportunities as well for for people who might be on the fringes or yeah. people who who might not uh, consider a Sunday morning of, of kind of starting to come in and starting to uh, come into fellowship and and communion with, with the church so yeah I, I think all of those things are so important and the danger of putting them in an mm-hmm. order I feel it might come across that we're we're not prioritizing any of those things and all of those things are on our agenda all of those things um, we feel are important to a healthy functioning church I, I love it well like I've heard before you know when people say that, you know that need you see in the church that thing that's burning and you think why is that not happening so often it is because God is putting it on your heart to be a part Absolutely. of that change and to be a part of of that next step so I'd say for anyone who is really passionate about those areas we we would love to know we'd love mm. to hear your heart even if it's not on that list if it's something completely different or something that you might not have even seen as part of church life before you know, we're totally, we'd, we'd love to have a conversation with you. We'd love to explore that and look at, you know, practical ways that we can sort of help people to step out in the vision that God has given them. Yeah. How exciting. What an amazing invitation that you guys have just made to us all. Just, um, yeah, maybe that's a challenge for all of us to kind of, to pray about what, what God's firing us, about, us up about in, for the next season. And mm. so, yeah, thank mm. you. Thank you for that. Um i'm quieter in this section because i'm just sat here smiling um (laughs) um, okay so they're getting harder i'm afraid um it's okay so i'm going to leave probably that it's not the hardest 
Um, but the, I'm going to leave the kind of the more challenging that I feel needs a bit more space and a bit more time to the end, if that's okay. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next one, I think you've kind of answered, but just in case there's something you want to add to it, is there any particular aspect of the local church that you feel really passionate about? Do you want do you want to go first? Do you want me to go? I can go first. I don't mind. Um, I think for me it's the the presence of God. Um as I spoke a little bit earlier about how for me that's something which which made me get serious about Christianity. Yes. It, it made me get serious about pursuing Jesus. And the presence of God is is just everything. And in whatever we do, whether it's music, teaching, outreach, I, I think the presence of God is what separates it out from just doing good works. It, it becomes something more. It, it's doing God's work rather than just doing good work. And for me, it reminds me of why I do what I do and that we're, we're part of something so much larger than ourselves, so much larger than us personally, so much larger than the church, side, the country, the world. You know, we're, we're talking about um, the creator of the universe the the presence that holds everything together and so that that same presence wants to kind of dwell with us and and walk with us and so that is what i'm really really passionate about above everything else yeah great don't know how to what to say (laughs) i think i think for me i'm just passionate about people discovering their identity and who God has yeah. made them to be. I think that so often we just believe lies about ourselves and we don't see ourselves through God's eyes. And it's really hard to do. And it's easy to slip out of, even if you start to kind of have a, a more, um, I guess, God-given perspective. So I think it, it's seeing people grow in intimacy with God, learn more about themselves, their gifting, who they're made to be, and learning more about God's character and his love for people. And I could, I'm so, yeah, that, that is what really excites me and I'm really passionate about. Guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess this touches upon um, the question that I asked you about ordering things. Um, and, and you have kind of touched upon it, but... Um, one of the gentlemen in our church, he said um, that he he saw a book about ch- about church. I don't know whether he's read it, but he saw a book called We Must Stop Meeting Like This. I don't know whether you guys are aware of it. It doesn't tell me who it's by. Um, it's uh, when we are able to meet again on a Sunday. Do you have anything you would like to shape about our meeting? Do you have any feelings about how meetings should be structured? Um, so, I mean, I think we've, we've been, well, I know we've been to two meetings so far. Um, and when we came along for us, and I'm just being completely honest, we went to those three, we knew that we were applying for the roles. Okay. So we came along wanting or came along wanting to explore what the church felt like what it was like what you had going on um and our impression of the church was a really positive one Mm -hmm. and we really felt that if we were coming up to teesside regardless of whether we were applying to be senior pastors this is a church actually that we would like to 
be part of and like to come along to. So we're not we're not kind of coming along thinking we need to change X, Y, and Z. We're not coming along with that impression at all. Um, so when we're talking about church structure, particularly on Sunday morning, uh, it, it's all about what's going to work best for the congregation that you're serving. There's got to be a flexibility. I don't believe that pastors should be coming to a church with a rigid formula for how they do church and the rest of the church has to fit in with that formula so for us it's it's part of walking with you guys if there are things which the church wants to change because that's what's going to work for best for the church best then that's something which we can explore i think we we as senior pastors need to be flexible um and we we need to ensure that the service on the sunday morning is engaging however when i say the service needs to be engaging it also it's just when we're meeting as a church on a Sunday morning, we are meeting, we are a community meeting together. And that means that the community is all part of that time yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not a show. It's not a, a place to be entertained. It's a place of coming together, of seeking God's presence, of worshipping, of teaching and receiving and imparting to one another. Um, now, in terms of, of changes when we come up, so a lot of that's going to depend on, on what sort of situation yeah, we absolutely. find ourselves in in terms of the COVID fallout. Um, so it, it's quite hard to say at this point. Obviously, we're going to have to follow probably some restrictions, I would imagine, that will be imposed on us. And we're going to have to be flexible around that. Um, I think it's good. I think it's good to have some sort of structure that doesn't have to be the, you know, status quo of what church looks like. Obviously, how it looks in a vineyard church is going to be very different to, um, I'm forgetting every other like a red rain or like you know, I was trying to think of something a more more clear difference. Oh. But what I love it when God just breaks, you know, His spirit, yeah. His presence breaks in, and yeah. I think that we we are totally up for where god takes like yeah. where god takes us you know yeah. you can have your plans and then you you offer them up to god and, yeah. and see yeah. what what he's doing and um Definitely. and that's often when you know it's the most i think that's something that's been um yeah. really wonderful for me um as we've kind of journeyed today and i've had the opportunity to some questions really been you but the thing that that excites me the most um is just seeing your heart for for the glory of God, really. Um, the fact that everything, you know, everything is up for grabs for him. It feels like with open hands and open hearts, which is such a, a special thing to see. Um, and it really encourages me. Um, and I know it will encourage the church as well, just to thank you for your honesty and your um your openness um and the fact that you know you you seem to be very organized and you seem to have and your discernment that you've gathered into different things over the years really prepare a way for our church which is really exciting but you've actually all down and said right have your way now and that that we mm. as a church can't thank you enough for for your obedience and for your just your openness to the holy spirit and what he has for us and what he has for you as a family as well just it's incredible the fact that you know 
you're so calm and so faithful that you don't know where you don't you you don't know where you live in. Well, I know, we're not always calm, night, but you know we you, you know you don't know where you're living. You don't know what school your kids are going to, but yet you know God has you in His hands, and 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 we are definitely going to stand with you and pray for all of this. Um, but thank you for the effort and the diligence that you've put into it. Um, I say that. <laughs> as I look at my last question. Um, so let me encourage you, you've got this. Um, and we, and we, you know, okay. right. we as a church just want to hear your heart. So there's no trick questions here. Mm. Um, okay. okay. So um, there's a multitude of this, uh, of questions in this one. So we're going to unpick it. Okay. So the first, so the first part is, yes. um, how do you, view changes in society such changes in the law on things that may or sorry that many would view as moral issues let me try that again so how do you view changes in society such as changes in the law on things that many people would view as moral issues does the church need to stand firm or do they adapt to the world around them? And I think that leads beautifully into um, another family's questions, which is, what do you think of the whole homosexuality, bisexual, transgender, um, non-binary kind of identity um, issues? Um, Mm -hmm. And the Bible thing is what they've said. Their their words. So so, I, but I think that you know, I think that what's being referred to in the question in the first part of the question, which is you know, changes in the law, like I'm assuming that they fit quite well, like the whole kind of gay like gay marriage and things like that. So it's quite a big question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. Let's address the the first bit first um and and kind of the the overarching moral issues part and, and i think what we'd say is it's really important that the church is able to engage with all moral issues uh but i i think there's an emphasis on being able to engage uh we need to be prepared to engage and to listen as well as to speak so it's not just about giving opinion it's also about being able to listen to to other opinions on the other side and I think the, the secular worldview is is perhaps in a place where the idea of moral absolutes is becoming, it's, it's almost like an alien concept. And conversations about right and wrong uh, can be shut down very quickly if it's telling mm-hmm. people something they don't want to hear. And I think there also needs to be an acceptance that the church also hasn't always necessarily got things right in the past. Um, so our, our basis for morality needs to come from the word of God and the Bible and, and the spirit of God uh, who, who counsels us and, he, and gives us wisdom. But we need to read the word of God properly. And there could be a tendency to perhaps cherry pick scripture according to what we want to, wanted to say. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're always reading the word of God within context. because so I think that's really critical to, to getting an understanding of what the word of God is saying. Um Sorry, no, no, it may no. seem like I'm rabbiting on a little bit here, but it, it all comes out. The word of God um, is it's it's not flawed. You know, we have to accept the word of God is is a flawless um, is flawless scripture. But our understanding 
and our interpretation of the word of God can be flawed and can make mistakes on how we we read and understand what's being set what's being said um so we need to stand firm on those things which we know and understand to be moral absolutes um but we also need to look at how we can adapt and, and to how we present those moral issues, how we present those moral absolutes and how we respond. Um, we need to have wisdom and we need to have discernment in the way that we communicate um, as a body of believers. And, and we can't be too rigid. I think that that's one of the things that we need to really be aware of is that the world around us is, is becoming fluid in so many ways that, we don't suddenly become fluid in our morals, but we, be, we become fluid in the way that we communicate. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that no, make no, sound? I'm, I'm not sure if I'm following. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing to remember is um, in, in Mark, Jesus says the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I think it's, it's a reflection of God's heart that, um, Although in the Old Testament we have a lot of legality, we have a lot of laws and rules um, that, that the Jews had to follow. Uh, but actually we have a new covenant and that covenant's about grace and it's about love. And, and God's heart is about love and it's about grace. And, and the whole principle of what Jesus is saying there is that the Sabbath was, was made for man to rest. It was made as a, a thing that man needed, yeah. not something which God needed. Yeah, and that's the same with the law. It's for the benefit of man. It's not for God's benefit. Um, so I think the, the short answer is it kind of depends on the situation and yeah. it depends on the issue as to how rigid or how fluid we're going to be. I think that on the whole, um, we, we just we, we need to be. Um, we need to be ready to to just be accepting of 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 people but not necessarily yeah. any situation um that arises and the <laughs> second what's the second question again? Um, sorry second. so i think you've you've yeah so then the next question is what do you think of the whole homosexual bisexual transgender slash bible thing okay okay I'll start. I'll start off. Okay. <laughs> Maybe back to boss. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I mean, I think we know these are questions that um, so many people are interested in exploring. And if, if you know, after this conversation, uh, we are definitely more than happy to chat to anyone individually at a deeper level. So I guess yeah. we'll just be kind of touching the surface, mm. really. Um, I mean, for me, fundamentally. I believe that God loves people, that he chose to die for us as we are, um, that he passionately pursues relationship with us um, and that we live in a broken world that that is like in reality in so many different ways, not not necessarily just this issue, but it's far removed from from God's original design um, in creation. And um, but, you know, saying that, I believe that for the majority of people that and um, these issues they're not it's not a lifestyle choice and that many people including christians are struggling with this they're trying to work through the um these these you know the different areas that that you mentioned in the question and it's not um it's not easy for someone to come out 
and I know that from you know from friendships from family members it's not it's not easy and and equally I would imagine it's not easy for somebody um, that is feeling like they were born in in the wrong body that you know it's not it's not simple it's not easy Um, and I know that that we feel as pastors that it is a key part of our role is to love people and to journey alongside them as they wrestle with this in in the same way that we would with with somebody wrestling with another issue in their life or something that they're unsure about um and so it's that walking alongside people and 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 seeking god with them um not just having a set moral you know standpoint but yeah. but living life with people mm. I, I think in in some ways in, in some ways in many ways that this the this question would be so much easier if there was a yeah. complete consensus across the church but across the breadth of the church there are varying contrasting views on this question and and this includes people in in positions of leadership that are mm-hmm. struggling um with their sexuality um or, or maybe they're not struggling with their sexuality and, and they're homosexual and they feel completely um at peace with that uh, and one of the problems that we we currently have is that with a lot of these issues, people aren't willing to, like I said earlier, they aren't willing to engage and converse properly, but it's often mm-hmm. become a bit of a, a slangy match with neither side willing to listen to the other. Um, and I think at, at the end of the day, we always we always need to be seeking to find truth because by seeking to find truth, that brings us closer to Jesus uh, because Jesus is truth. Um, if I was to, to say from my personal point of view, um, I, I currently think that with with um, sexual relations were, were intended originally to be between a man and a woman, and that was the original plan and that's the original design. Um, but I also think there are... Um, pe- people are complex, and we've journeyed a long way. We're, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, and I think everyone's on their individual journey. Everyone's going through um certain things within their within their lives that that obviously i'm not going through and and miriam's not going through and i think that whenever we are discussing these sorts of things it it, it requires such a deep sensitivity as well and it would be very easy for me to to stand here and say as a heterosexual man these things are wrong what i'm doing is right um, and and I can go to bed at night feeling very pleased with myself, but actually, that's not what we're called to do, and it's not how Jesus was either. You know, Jesus brought people in, people who felt on the, felt like they're on the fringes, people who felt like they're ostracised. He brought those people in, and as followers of Jesus, we are called to do the same thing. We're not called to stand on a platform and to point our fingers and and to judge people, but we are called to befriend people and to look out for them and to accept them where they are and yeah. um and i just think that's so important and i think for us we we want to walk alongside people um and we want to bring them close to jesus um and and we're happy to engage with these issues but i, I feel like these issues are so personal to people and they're so tied into identity as well and so when we start to talk about sexuality, we start to talk about gender. Uh, mm. we're, we're also talking about identity, which, like mm. I said, it's, it's just so deeply personal because it, when, when you start attacking 
sexuality when you start attacking gender absolutely then it feels like a personal attack to to people who are, who are going through these things um and so i i think we need to come alongside it, it's about love it's about grace and ultimately it's about seeking jesus yeah. from whatever place you're in whatever place you're in wherever you find yourself is seeking jesus and then that's journey on mm-hmm. from there journey on from there I think that that um, that, an- that answer from both of you just um, it speaks a lot of wisdom and a lot of compassion. Um, and I think that I think that actually your response, <clears throat> albeit that the question, you know, the the last part of the question was specifically around quite a kind of, I suppose, a controversial topic of you know, sexuality. It's such mm. a massive thing, but you know, your answer, your response. Um, could actually be any any moral issue any sin any any anything that is is grappling you know um with somebody whether that be um i don't know like you you've spoken about how it's it's about it's an individual thing it's it's a personal thing and actually it's it stems from identity and that goes back to kind of Miriam's heart and your heart of of the fact that you really want to love people and you want to show them who they are in Jesus and and I think that that's such a that's such a wonderful Mm -hmm. response um because you know I think that goes back to my my comment of it's so it's so wonderful to see you guys have Jesus and and God at the center of everything because that's what it's all about isn't it and you know and and as humans yeah we get things wrong but he doesn't and um so can i just say what an absolute pleasure it's been um just asking questions and just learning more about you you both and and kind of your hearts and, and what you've what you've been thinking and praying into for us as a church as a congregation um what a privilege thank you Oh no, you're Thank welcome. You Thank so you so much. Thank you for and, doing and, this. Yeah. It's been so helpful and we're very excited to be <laughs> It's almost been therapeutic. Almost. <laughs> almost. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're really excited to have you here. Um and I know that I'm not just speaking for, for Mike and Finn and I, but for the, the wider church, you know, we are standing with you. And if there is anything we can do practically, um please let us know. Uh, if you want me to go and view a house and have you on FaceTime. I'm more than happy to do that. I love a good, I love a good house viewing. So um, yeah. any way we can support you. Um, but yeah, thank you, you for your time. <laughs> and thank you for just your bravery and your honesty. I really appreciate that because some of those questions would have made me run for the hills. But that's why you're my pastors and I'm not yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, 